0: The Fantasy Six Pack Hour with your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah,
1: you're awful. And AJ Appleton. His name's Shinshu Chu. It's a mouthful.
0: Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of fantasy six pack dot net and writer over at so called fantasy experts dot com. <clears throat> wow, uh, that is quite a trade deadline. We had um, we are going to get into all of that. Plus, yes, once again, every week I say. I don't want to talk about it anymore, but kind of have to. Ezekiel Elliott, uh, the suspension is on. We will get into that. Got some other big breaking news that came out this late afternoon. And then, of course, we will break down all the injuries, sleepers, bust defenses for you to stream this week and uh, maybe answer a Twitter question or two. Co-host is on the line. What's going on, man? AJ? Yeah. You You, you there? No, yeah. I cannot. No. <laughs> uh, I Can you hear know, me? We're having technical difficulties. Uh, yeah, you're breaking up pretty bad, though. Are you not near your computer? Hello? Hello. Nope. We lost AJ. We will work this out. Um, anyway, I will start with the Zika Elliot news. Finally, this seems to be over and decided. Zika Elliot, the ruling came down that he's going to have the suspension and um look, this is the risk you took as a Zeke owner that when he prolonged this by appealing it and appealing it and appealing it and appealing it, that it could have come late in the season. And now you could potentially not have Ezekiel Elliott. Well, you will not have Ezekiel Elliott until week 15. That's playoff semifinal. Uh, that's that's a long, long, long time late in the season not to have Ezekiel Elliott for. Um You know, in I mean where do you where do you go as an owner now? So in my opinion, you hold Ezekiel Elliott uh if you can. I mean, if you know, if you're three and Three and five, four and four. I don't know if you can. Like, if you are just desperate for that last bench spot and you're just decimated by injuries or something, I don't know. I think in most cases you're holding him, hoping you make it that far. Maybe you can trade him to like the first place team because they are kind of thinking they're in good shape and they can hold until that semifinal matchup. Whatever. Um hopefully you're able to go out and snag either Darren McFadden or Alfred Morris. In my opinion, I think early on it's going to be Alfred Morris. Maybe the first couple of games you're going to see more Alf than you are going to be Darren McFadden just because well, McF- McFadden's been a healthy scratch the whole time, but I kind of think they've been holding on to him in the wings making sure he's healthy for this exact reason. I mean, he is the more explosive back. He is the more all around back. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can make more dynamic plays. He's a little more shifty than Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris is kind of a a bruiser a little bit. So, you know, I think eventually you're going to see more Darren McFadden and he's going to be the better fantasy option. If you need help, Right now, you go get Alfred Morris. If you can wait a couple weeks until you need that help, I think you get Alfred Morris. And he's going to help you down the stretch, later into the playoffs, that kind of stuff. So, AJ, what do you think? Do you agree with that? Or, you know, I know we didn't want to talk about Zeke a whole lot anymore, but it just finally appears to be over. So one last time, I think we can finally talk about him. And now... And just be done with it until probably week fifteen
1: <laughs> yeah i at this point, I hope this is the end i am tired of talking about it every week. I'm tired of having to plan my lineups around him while well, line up. I only have him in one league, um and he's been great the past couple of weeks, but I ended up going after him and dropped him. um i and just think that, even though I'm going
0: to go
1: ahead. That?
0: We're losing you a little bit here. You're kind of cutting in and out. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but no, I mean, I don't, I don't really. Yeah, we're getting you. It's kind of it's kind of choppy.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I hate my basement. I can't do my podcast on here anymore. Um. <laughs> Uh, at least not in this section of my basement, which doesn't make sense because I'm right next to the door that goes outside. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm tired of talking about it. I I dropped Morris because I still think that, that McFadden is going to be the guy and he's going to end up getting all the carries. They kept him on to be healthy, you know, because they wanted him to stay healthy. For this very moment, they knew this would happen. So I, I just—if I were Zeke, suck it up, with it. Yeah, you get a, the, the the domestic violence badge of dishonor, I guess. Um, but you know what? It, it's it's carried on way too long, and now it's really gonna screw your teams up.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I mean it sounds like we're both in agreement. McFadden's kinda of the longer term play. You know, I would say Morris at least this week is the better play maybe next week. Like I I don't think it's gonna take long for Darren McFadden to kinda be the better play here, but like we we had to bring it up. I mean that's that's big news. He finally got suspended. Um the other – well, there's two other pieces of big, bigger news here. Um, David Johnson, Coach uh, uh, Arians, Arians, came out and said uh, it's very unlikely that – wow, Houston now has a 5-0 lead in the World Series in the second inning. Game seven. Um, nice. Yeah, I'm going Houston here. Um, anyway. David Johnson, unlikely to suit up this year. So, for those of you that have been holding him without an IR spot, I think it's finally time you drop him and move on. If you got an IR spot, maybe you're holding out hope. But, I mean, like, if he gets, I mean, at this point, if you get anybody else, there's no reason to hold him in an IR spot. But, uh, um, you know, I guess might as well hold him, hold out hope. You know, maybe there's somebody else. Uh, There are a couple guys we'll bring up off the waiver wire that you could potentially pick up, or at least one guy that I know we're bringing up in the the waiver wire that you could pick up and maybe stash over a couple of weeks. Um, But yeah, David Johnson, move on. Big breaking news. Uh, I'm sure everybody listening has heard about this already because you probably aren't listening to this podcast if you're not really tapped into everything, but Josh Gordon reinstated to the NFL. I have no idea what this means.
1: <laughs> I really don't.
0: I mean, is he actually gonna play for the Browns? Like, I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I was I was out all night when the news broke. At home about fifteen minutes ago sat down. I knew it broke. I haven't been able to research a whole lot, but look, he's going to play. I mean, if he, or he's going to, he can play whether or not they're going to let him play the Browns. That is the trade deadline has passed so they can't trade his rights to another team. Uh, So I don't know, man. What, What do you think here with Josh Gordon? Are you going out and taking a flyer on him?
1: I, I think he's taken in every league that I'm in. Um I just looked at the one in the that I, I I mean I would pick him up, absolutely. Just I, I didn't draft him. I wasn't gonna be one of those people that drafted him and waited and waited and waited. Um I mean they're on the bye this week anyways. Uh so it's it's actually perfect timing because he's got this whole bye week. And next week to get caught back up and try to work with whatever God. stiff at quarterback they're going to throw out there I'm next gonna... next week. All right.
0: Let me let me throw this out at you. So I got Willie Sneed and Jordan Matthews sitting on my bench in one league. Josh Gordon's out there. Am I doing this?
1: I would drop Sneed. Well, I would drop I mean, either one of those I mean, guys I'm... I would drop for Gordon. Matthews gets a, a... – <sighs> notched down because he's got Benjamin there now. Um, I mean, he's still going to be the number two guy. But, uh, yeah, the dude, number two guy. Like
0: 20 times a game is not good. <laughs> you well, know. exactly. I mean, it's I not going to be... Drop uh, I just hope I can get something from Sneed at some point. Uh, oh my god, I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> uh, Jonathan <laughs> and Kevin and and uh, Richard are going to give me such crap when they hear this because I was like, oh, hell to the no to Josh Gordon. But when I've got garbage like Jordan Matthews sitting on my bench, why not? You know, what's it going to do to me? Nothing. So, yeah, I'll take yeah. a chance there. But I'm not dropping it for anybody decent. You know, it's just – yikes. You know, But, look, this guy, If for those of you who do not remember or had did not – Pay attention back in 2013 when this guy was un-freaking-believable. By the way, won me a league. Uh, I traded something. My team was straight garbage. And I was like, I am desperate. I traded Gronk because I had two really good tight ends. I traded Gronk for Josh Gordon. And everybody was like, what the hell? Blah, 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 And then I had Josh Gordon, and that was the year that – who was the Philly quarterback that year? He was like a second-year player. He was really good in the second half of the season. Fold? Bold. yeah. I had him yeah. and I had Josh Gordon, and I just uh-huh. rode both of them to a championship. I mean, I was getting like 50 points a game from both of them combined every week.
1: I couldn't be beat yeah.
0: As soon as they traded for Josh Gordon, I didn't lose a game the rest of the season.
1: Oh, it I mean, was he was phenomenal. I, I grabbed him that year too and and he carried me into the playoffs. I I don't think I won the championship that year. It's been a few 14, years since I've won, but 14, 14 it was amazing. Games,
0: 1600 yards, 9 touchdowns. Yeah. It was one of the most incredible stretches of games I've ever seen. It was so good. Um, I, mean, he was just, I mean, he was just getting littered with targets, though. I mean, I'm looking at the targets here. 15, 17, 15, 10, 10, 16, 10. I mean, wow. Uh, I mean, the question is going to be, is he in shape? You know, he hasn't played football in three years, two years, but at two, two and a half, three years basically he hasn't played football. That's a long time. I mean you can keep yourself in shape, but full, being on the field football ready, that's different. Uh so I'm not look, I'm not expecting this, but you know whatever. I'll take a shot. I'll drop Josh uh Jordan Matthews for him. I have
1: a bad Yeah, game. I would I'm like a, I said good. I'm I have peeved on in all my league's. The one the one the one guy did draft him and he's just sat on him wow. this entire time. And I'm trying uh, to special get to get to that league. He's in the guy's in second place, he's at five and three. I think one of his three losses is from me as well. I'm sitting at five and three somehow. I don't understand that, but um but he he has well, uh, he's got the most points in the league, but only by, like, 11, 10 and a half, exactly. But, yeah, he he drafted him, and he just he was talking about it in the draft room. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, hoping that this is the year, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, okay, you know, it might be. But here he is sitting in week nine, and he's he's good to go with the guy. So that's pretty pretty impressive, I guess. Not really. Impressive on different levels at the same time. Yeah, uh,
0: I, I need I need to do a little more research. I, I'm I'm looking at the F Slack thread here, and somebody said something about he's eligible to play December third. That seems a long time. Like, what does what's the what? point? Yeah, um,
1: he's not eligible. I mean, I know he's suspended, but
0: Maybe so that's he's, what it is. Maybe he's reinstated and now he can't play for, what, three or four games because of the suspension. But, it's like, did he not just ugh. get suspended for, like, two years?
1: <laughs> like, that's what it feels like, right? Yeah. <laughs> Has he not served enough time? I mean, come on. <laughs> um, this is, this, some, there was something I was looking he at. He had
0: been suspended definitely since the September 2016 without pay for multiple okay. Uh, um. And be permitted to practice with the team beginning November 20th. Beginning November 27th, Gordon will be eligible at the team's discussion to return to active status or remain. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, like, I just picked up a guy that's not going to play for another month. Yeah, no thanks. I mean, I'll probably end up dropping him for somebody else later. That's. <clears throat> that that's yeah. Who cares? Could play in the final five games. I mean, I guess.
1: Whatever, so I mean, you're really gonna be looking at them for your it was really uh, it yeah, it's really the last surge to get fantasy. in. hopefully,
0: you don't play week seventeen, but anyway, um, yeah, so that's all the big news we have as far as that goes. Now we get into the trade deadline, and man this was this felt like baseball. I mean, not quite as crazy, but this felt like baseball. I was actually like pressing refresh on Rotoworld, World, just trying to figure out, you know, what was happening next. Cause you're just hearing all these rumors fly around. I mean, at one point, I'm hearing like, uh, Gore to Seattle. I'm hearing a whole bunch of like stuff. And, and, uh, you know, broke Monday during the Monday Night Football game, Jimmy Garoppolo to the 49ers for a second round pick. I I don't know If this really has a lot of impact this year For fantasy like I don't I'm not rushing out to pick up Jimmy Garoppolo Uh, And then I read something Today at some point saying Hearing that He could potentially not Start until week 12 and Shanahan's not even guaranteeing that he's Going to start at all this year I think that's going to be pretty hard for him to do The guy they have now is sucks. They cut Hoyer. In my opinion, they're just setting this up for him to play. Whether or not he's going to be any good, I mean, Shanahan's offense is pretty complicated to learn. I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not really running out to get him. Hopefully, you've got a better quarterback than, uh, on your team than Jimmy Garoppolo, or you know, and you don't have to rely on this really unknown in Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, what's your
1: take on that? Um, yeah, I like him, honestly. I I think that there's such a black hole, a quarterback there. I mean, obviously, C.J. Bethard is not the answer. Um, you know, he's going to start this week, uh, and then they have the bye. Um, no. They have this week and then next week, I think, and then the bye. So... Yeah, I just, I I wouldn't be surprised to see Garoppolo starting next week. I mean, I get it. It's a complicated offense, this and that. But you can easily tailor it down to get him into the game. And, I mean, look at the opponent. It's the hapless New York Giants uh, on uh, the 12th of November. So, I just think that's where they're, they're going to go. I mean, they either that, or they already know that they're, this is, the season is gone. Well, I mean, this season has been gone, but they know that that's (laughs) the answer at this point, they're looking long-term but they have to get him in there. I mean, he's a, he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. So um, I believe it's the end of the season. Maybe it's next season, but, I think they need to to see what they have. I mean, they just gave up a second-round pick for the guy. Yeah, and... I
0: mean, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think they're going to play him. It's just – I think it's kind of crazy for Kyle Hanshan to be like, oh, he might not play this year. Like, what? You just trade a second-round pick for him. I think you're right, too. I, I don't think he's signed through next year. So, it'd be kind of weird to be like, oh, yeah, we'll trade a second-round pick and give you a long-term deal. But it's like you have no leverage like to sign him. So I, I don't know. Well, yeah.
1: And, I mean, he needs to go out there and and be able to start to showcase himself. Like, that would be, to me, the only reason that they wouldn't play him. Is if, for some reason, they, well, we're going to try to get the guy back on the cheap. You know, we're, we're going to put him in late. And then you know, see what he can do and, and if he worked out, great and let's try to sign him longer term. But I mean, there's there's so many other suitors out there that wanted this guy coming into this year and nobody was giving the Patriots anything higher than a second round pick. I mean they made out. They they had to trade him now because they knew they weren't going to be getting anything more than that after this point. Uh, especially in the offseason. Well, I mean, you'd be a free agent anyway. So what? They're going to get a com- compensatory pick? No thanks. I mean, sell to the highest bidder. San Fran was that bidder. So I think it's a it's it's a move that helps out both teams really. Um, and and now the I mean, they might as well have just traded Garoppolo for Hoyer and the second round pick because Hoyer just well, rejoined so the
0: Hoyer... Patriots. So Hoyer actually was part of the deal, but the cash swap didn't work. So that's essentially what happened. So it was pretty, Oh, okay. it was was kind of stupid. So like, it was just, that's, that's kind of how it worked.
1: So, I mean, to me, um, I'm just looking at this article, it just says rejoins Patriots as Brady's backup. So yeah, either way, you know, look, they spent a third round pick on Bethard last year Um. They they need to see what they have. He's obviously not the answer right now, and I don't yeah, know if ready. he will be. I, I think he's more of a, you know, a second, a third forever, spring a forever career backup, backup guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I like Garoppolo. I think he's worth a, a stash for sure. But, I mean, the bigger trade here that we need to focus on is – the fact that we're talking about Zeke and the Cowboys, you know, the Cowboys just sit there and let their running back go away. And my boys up in Philly went out and grabbed Jay Ajayi uh, for a fourth rounder, mind you. Now you look at that and you think, okay, it's a fourth rounder. That's, that's solid value for that. Miami actually made out on that because they got, what they feel is the best out of a at this point, they think his knee injury from the past is catching up to him now. Um, and they, they went up around cause they drafted him in the fifth round. So they gained value on him. So I'm sure they're very happy with what they got. And, you know, they've got to be in clear rebuild mode right now. Um, I heard different rumblings about Jarvis Landry potentially getting traded, but that obviously didn't happen. Um, so I, I, I love this deal for the Eagles. Um, I mean, I, I, it gives them a true back at this point. And, and I know we've talked down about Ajayi this this whole season, really. I just think he hasn't succeeded. He hasn't lived up to expectations. I mean, he was, what, a first-round draft pick for the majority of leagues? Second-rounder, for sure. So, you know, he didn't, he didn't get you the return on that value, um, but now he goes to a team that, obviously, pre-Jason Peters' injury, had an awesome offensive line. Uh, they still are good, uh, but... Luke Peters is a definite bug. Um, but they're still better than what he had in Miami. So this is a, a, a nice play for them. They've still got, they've still got Smallwood. They've still got Barner. They've still got Corey Clement. And oh yeah, they also have Danelle Pumphrey waiting in the wings on injured reserve. The, you know, Darren Sproles light. Oh, and they also have Sproles somewhere uh, as well. So, I think he, his contract might be up after this year, but I mean, this is like the ultimate fantasy team of running back depth. As far as this is the point, you want to go and stockpile running backs because you know you're going to have injuries. Well, there you go; you got two of those guys injured. But I mean, I think this is a definite boost for Jai's value. Um, I mean, what, are, what so, do you think about it,
0: dude? I kind of—I'm not really sure. I think he's on a better team. But look, he got everything at Miami. Everything. True.
1: He did. I don't think he's going to get everything
0: here. So it might be like quality over quantity, but I'm not sure it's going to be enough. Like it might be kind of a, I don't, I think at best it's a flat move for him, but I think it's ultimately going to hurt him. Uh, You know, there's just a lot, a lot going on there in Philly, and the passing game is way better. So, you know, they're going to rely on that still. They're going to let Wentz fling it around. I mean, it, I don't know, man. Well, it's,
1: I think that's the biggest the thing. And, and I was it's not great for him. Yeah, I, I can see that side of it. And I, I think from a an NFL standpoint, I was listening to either NFL on uh, radio on Sirius or maybe fantasy show on Sirius. But, you know, I totally agreed with what the guys were saying. They're talking about how Wentz – is, you know, dropping back so much. I mean, he's getting beat up. I mean, you saw it in the Monday night yes. game. Mac Hollins, the next play. I mean, I'd love for you to. Obviously, Wentz is still young, but, dude, he's your franchise. You need to get this guy some protection. And that's a big thing for uh, – that's a big thing with Ajayi, too. I mean, he he's a good pass blocker. So I think that this will will help the team overall. I do think he's going to get a uh cut in in his fantasy stats, but I overall and and down the line, I think that he could pan out and actually increase his fantasy stats in the late weeks here as the season regular season winds down and, and into the playoffs. Um, you know, they might try to look at blunt more as what he was in new England and that short yardage back at the, at the goal line, which again, that obviously hurts the Jaya too, but I think if he's going to become what, um, what they had a few years ago with shady, where he was like the twenties, 20 between the twenties guy and racks up yards and touches, you know, if you have a league where you get points for touches, I think that could help, but again, he's gonna be split in time, so the touches is probably negligible actually
0: yeah, I mean it'll it'll be interesting to say uh to see what's going on there um the next trade you know we were just just talking about uh or wait oh yeah, I mean we were yeah. just talking about Buffalo. matt Matthews. Matthews. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, we talked about Buffalo. Why do we talk about Buffalo? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> uh, dropping. Kelvin Benjamin is going to the Bills uh for a third and a seventh round pick. I mean, I, I I'm not sure I love it for Kelvin Benjamin. I I don't you know, I I mean like the, they pass less than Carolina does. Uh Tyrod's probably not as good of a quarterback as cam but i don't know that's that's kind of tough to say at this point because he probably has outplayed him this year um but i think there's a huge boost for for tyrod and thankfully i in a league where i'm having to stream quarterbacks i picked up tyrod last week and now i'm like yes thank you (laughs) he's got like four great matchups all in a row here coming up and you know, in a, probably a week, he's not going to play this week, I, I don't think, because they play tomorrow night. Um, but yeah, I think you're going to see a, a pretty a pretty decent size increase in in numbers for Tyrod, especially in the passing game. Uh, and you know what? I actually think this is going to help McCoy almost more than anybody, because it's going to make teams stack the box less, because they're going to have to worry about Kelvin Benjamin. And we've seen Jordan Matthews. He'll move to more of the slot. You know, I think he was playing a lot of slot, but he's going to stay more in the slot uh, now. And that's where he's been decent. You know, I'm going to say decent, not good. He's been decent there. Uh, They're going to be able to phase Zay Jones out, who's just been a waste of time this season. He needs needs a lot more seasoning. Uh, And they're going to get Charles Clay back, I think, in a couple of weeks. So, things are looking really up for for Tyrod. I, I love this move for them. I don't really get it from the Carolina side. They came out and said that this is because it's going to help their run game. Excuse me? <laughs> I, I've never uh, quite heard that before. <laughs> Maybe it means you're going to run the ball more?
1: Uh, probably. But – so, so what? Cam's going to run the ball more. I mean, who is this I helping? Know, they're not, they're, I, I have no Stewart, idea. has no, been actually serviceable, but I'm telling you, they've been terrible running the ball. But yeah, I mean, I I just think that I think that this hurts. Um yeah, I think this hurts Carolina's pass, obviously. I mean they they already had lost Ted Ginn this year. You know, Funches and, and ben Benjamin were both doing well. Um I mean obviously Funches
0: is like a must play every week now. I mean he's just gonna get oh yeah littered with targets. So if you have him, feel good slapping him in your lineup. Uh, Ed Dixon's going to get a boost while Olsen's out, and then it's going to be all Dixon, uh, all Olson, and punches when Olson finally returns. I think week twelve is what we're looking at. So that's
1: yeah,
0: this is all it's going to be. I mean, maybe we're going to see even more passes go to Christian McCaffrey, and he's already got a ridiculous number of targets. It's the only thing that's keeping him relevant in PPR leagues is the fact that he catches like eight passes a game. Um, so yeah i don't know this is a a weird one for for carolina but a good move for the bills they needed this bad they needed receivers and they're they're competitive this year with next to nothing on that team so kudos to them for this trade the last trade i want to talk about is not fantasy names but dwayne brown left tackle from houston goes to seattle um this is a Phenomenal move for Seattle. They've been they've needed offensive line help for a couple of years, and they're finally going to get it. No, this is not going to help their running game. Their running game is hot garbage. I mean, <laughs> this is not going to help. Um, but this is going to keep Russell Wilson upright more, and that's what they needed. They needed him yeah. to not have to run around like a madman every single play. And, you know, almost get decapitated every play, it felt like. So this is a great move for them. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see more timing out of their wide receivers and Russell Wilson and not so much, hey, I have to run around and let's figure it out. And I think that will benefit Doug Baldwin because the guys that are able to get open downfield more were guys like Lockett and Paul Richardson. And you saw that this week against Houston. So now that there's going to be more of a flow to the offense, hopefully with a better off at the blind, the, the, the routes will just be more natural. And Doug Baldwin will. Will you know get his again? Um, so I'm ready to move on to the injuries. Unless you want to add a little something to that?
1: Nah, no, I'm I'm good. Let's let's move on. All right. So injuries.
0: It's slightly. Uh, it's a small week for injuries. Kind of. Oh, actually, a lot of good news to be honest with you. Uh, Devontae Freeman has a shoulder injury, but he's likely to play. But I think they're probably, you know, I think you gotta be careful with Devonta Freeman. Uh I'm still starting him in season long leagues and DFS I probably fade him big time. I think you're gonna see a lot more Coleman mixed in because of the shoulder injury that'll protect him. I mean Coleman's good, so there's no need for them to like push Freeman if they don't have to. Uh Emmanuel Sanders, he's likely to play this week much needed back in that offense. Although they did make the switch to Brock Osweiler. So uh, they uh. needed to make the switch. They needed to make the switch. Let's be honest. They needed to make the switch. If you watch yeah.
1: oh, they did. Monday
0: night, it was some of the worst football I've seen since Joe Flacco in week one, when I finally watched the Ravens. Just kidding. Uh, not really, but I just want to take a stab at, at Joe Flacco. This is fun. Um
1: Okay there, Kiko. Why don't you calm it down? <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was brutal, dude.
0: Um, but yeah, so Brock Osweiler I mean, I was listening to SiriusXM on the way in on the way uh into work today and uh <laughs> they were going through like so Brock and Simeon in all these different stats for the last couple years, like they ranked the top 30 quarterbacks, and Simeon was always like 28th. Brock was like 30th, or like vice versa. It was always like so. They're going from like really bad to exactly the same or worse. So who knows what's going to happen there? Uh, Leonard Fournette going to suit up this week. That's good news. The ankle appears to be healed up. Devontae Parker is going to play. Sterling Shepard going to play Corey Davis is expected to play back from Tennessee or back for Tennessee. Um, Jay Cutler is practicing and expected to play. I guess that's good. I mean, Matt Moore was not good. So I guess you've got to go back to Jay Cutler. Uh, that, I mean, that offense is just going to be in trouble, big time trouble here. Um, I guess on the bad news side of things, Jameis Winston is questionable with a shoulder injury. Um, yeah. I think he, I mean, he's been playing through it. And I think they finally you know, figured out that it's really bothering him. So he's not practicing as of the last update I saw. So keep an eye on, on that. If Winston is your quarterback, um, Jamison Crowder did not practice today. Um, he has a what did I say? What what did I see? It was I forget now. I didn't write it down for some reason. Um, but I think it might be an ankle or a knee or something like that. But it doesn't sound super serious. But you know, I guess potential is there for him not to suit up after having a a pretty good game finally, you know, over a hundred yards this past week. And he was clearly the standout receiver for the Redskins. They've needed that for a while. No surprise, Jordan Reed, you saw him come off the field last week, uh, hobbling and he didn't go back in. So he didn't practice. It's pretty doubtful that he plays. So this is what you get when you draft Jordan Reed, you know, not saying that's like, ha, 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 this is what you get. But this is what you have to expect when you draft Jordan Reed. You need to be able to have a backup tight end. So make other plans. And not super fantasy relevant, but uh, just bad news all around here. Zach Miller, tight end for the Bears. His career might be over. Uh, I mean, his dislocated knee – the doctors came out and said, we think we saved his leg. That's – that just sounds awful. <laughs> I don't
1: I – That's don't... like the other week's brain injury that we were dealing with that ended up not really being anything major, thankfully. But, yeah, I, this, this is a shame. I mean, Miller was – really one of the lone bright spots on that Chicago offense. Um and it seemed like him and uh Trubisky were getting a pretty good rhythm going. Uh, I mean, so yeah, I mean, again, serviceable, but yeah, this this sucks, man. This this definitely sucks.
0: Yeah, it's tough to tough to see these kind of things in football, you know. But it's the nature of the game, unfortunately. You have to move on. Um but best wishes to Zach Miller. Hope he gets healthy. Hope it doesn't, you know, totally affect his life the rest of, you know, his, the rest of his life. You know, that that's that's what you gotta worry about at this point. You know, it's not it's not so much football, it's just kinda of quality of life the rest of the way for him. If he can't get back on the field, which should probably be the last thing he should worry about. Um Waiver wire pickups. Um, Tyrod, man, if he's still out there, I think you know. If, if look, if you're waiver wire, you know, diving for for quarterbacks, Tyrod, if he's still available, I think is your number one pickup here. Um, he's got a fantastic schedule coming up, and you know, we just talked about the upgrade in the offense for him there, so. Other on Jared Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, eh, if you're totally desperate, I guess I'm I'm just not buying buying either one of those guys right now. I mean, Goff is decent, I guess. He's a matchup play. If you're really desperate, um, running back, um, Alex Collins is my number one running back grab this week. He's probably not available in. Leagues that for people that are listening but For some reason he is need to go get him Looks like he has Finally taken over that backfield As he should have Um, The guy That I was Alluding to earlier About a possible IR stash Is Danny Woodhead He's going to be out for another couple of weeks But he's coming back And I would think He's going to take back over his spot that Buck Allen ultimately took over from him once he got injured. So, I like Danny Woodhead as a IR stash if you have the spot open. Um, In Miami, you got Kenyon Drake and Damian Williams filling in now for the departed Jay Ajayi. I think Kenyon Drake's going to be the, the runner here. So he's the guy you, you ultimately want. Damian Williams is kind of a, oh, if I don't get Drake, I'll take Williams, see what happens, take the thing. Because really nobody knows for sure. But Drake's kind of been the guy getting the, the carries. Uh, and Damian Williams kind of getting the, the passes out of the backfield when they're on the field, which they haven't been much this season. So it's hard to tell. Uh, in Dallas, we talked about McFadden and Morris. Offset there. <clears throat> Wide receivers, there's a lot, actually. Um, Corey Davis, he's out there. He's coming back this week. I think he's. I, think I saw he's only owned in like 35% of Yahoo leagues right now. That's a crazy low number. Um, Corey Davis looked phenomenal when he was on the field. And Mariota was just peppering him with the ball. So go pick him up. Juju Smith Schuster is I must add at this point. I mean, Martavis Bryant is clearly falling out of favor in Pittsburgh. I know he's going to be active, but Schuster is the guy there that you want, you know, temper expectations a little bit. Cause it's obviously an Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell show, but Schuster is definitely capable of putting on numbers. Robbie Anderson in in New York, uh, he's just getting it done every week, man. It's it's kind of crazy. Um, I, I I don't really like the Jets' offense, but it's it's working. Um, and they don't have much of a running game, so I guess that's what's what's helping this this passing offense stay relevant. So they're pass, what,
1: yeah, their 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 running game is is more of a passing game. <laughs> I mean, yeah it's, basically it's
0: it is it's crazy powell and 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 forte, so yeah, yeah, um, so yeah, but Robbie Anderson's been good I and mean, if you look at the look at the stats he's he's getting it done like every week uh Seattle here, you got Paul Richardson, I mean he's had a couple of good weeks, he's probably near the bottom of my pickups here, but you know, if you've got nothing and he's the only guy left out there, go ahead and snack, you know, pick him up. But I think he had six catches last week. But before that, I think the most he had was three for something. He he scores. That's all you can really hope for. I don't think you can count on these, you know, high target games from him, high reception games from him consistently. Um a pair of shepherds here. You got Sterling Shepherd for the Giants. I, I think the ownership's kind of high for him, but I wanted to throw him out there just in case because I think people are forgetting about him because he's been out a couple weeks. The Giants have been on bye in between that. So people have just forgotten about him, but he's going to be the number one receiver and really the only decent receiver they have. And so he. He's gonna see a lot of targets. Whether or not he can really handle the number one job, I don't know. Uh, but any any guy who's gonna get probably ten targets a game is worth it in my book, uh, at least to give it a shot on. Russell Shepard is the other Shepard I wanted to mention, and this is kind of a sneaky play, um, because Carolina let go of Kelvin Benjamin. I mean, they got to throw the ball to somebody else, and Russell Shepard has been sort of good. I mean, for being a third wide receiver on that team, who and, and really he's probably the fourth or fifth wide receiver on the team after you know tight end, running back, two receivers type of thing. So <clears throat> he ultimately gets just a big boost, and and who knows? Maybe they'll they'll work him in more. It, this is a, a big flyer play, like. You really have to have somebody just kind of stinking it up on the bottom at the bottom of your bench to pick up Russell Shepard. Um, you wrote down Funches, Obviously, he's a must add. I mean, he. Yeah, I figured. I, he'd, I think he's probably think he's owned kinda, most. Yeah, I think I'm up his ownership percentages, but I, I think that's a that's a no brainer add. I, I would hope he's owned a lot. I'm looking up his ownership percentage here. It is. Eighty-two percent. So yes, he's not owned. Yeah, anymore, or he's he's not available hardly anywhere. So yeah, uh, tight ends: Vernon Davis, of Reed, Ed Dixon. Uh, he's still highly available. Austin Hooper, he's available. You know, still all over the place, and, and, and he's playing well. So um,
1: yeah, he's really kind of come on as late as of late, and
0: you know he, he seems to be go to. Yeah, mainly because somehow Atlanta has decided they don't want to throw the ball to Julio Jones anymore and whatever, you know, that's, that's working out just great for them. Anyway, man, um, yeah, moving on to week nine, we're going to give our highest and lowest scoring games of the week and our sleepers and busts. And I will let you start.
1: All right. Well, my games here, I'm looking at, um I'm looking at Washington at Seattle for my highest scoring game here. Um I mean that Seattle Houston game last week was was awesome. I mean it was non-stop back and forth. Um I mean everybody and anybody was getting involved in the uh in the scoring really and you know Washington, to me, yeah, I, I would like to say that they're a better team than Houston, but hell, man, Deshaun Watson and and, and Kirk Cousins, that's that's pretty pretty comparable in my mind. I, I think Cousins still gets the upper hand, but I mean, Deshaun's been ridiculous if he doesn't end up with rookie of the year i don't know who will but getting off topic here i mean seattle washington is going to be a high 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 scoring affair um paul richardson i think he's going to have another i mean washington's very good against opposing receivers um but i think with baldwin getting shadowed by um norman I I definitely see this opening up for Richardson again. Um, I mean, the guys had two huge back-to-back weeks. So, uh, obviously, DeAndre uh, Hopkins and Will Fuller is, you know, a touchdown machine. All he does is catch balls that are in the end zone. Um, He's still low on targets, but two touchdowns again last week. Had a lot of yards finally love this game well, those that was for those guys but I, I like that the Washington receivers sorry I think Doxson can, can really get involved in this one um, Crowder uh, I could see getting involved in this one and Vernon Davis I think could have a really big week especially with Reed being out alright so um you want me to do my lowest now? Yeah. So yeah. lowest scoring game. Uh, sorry. I was just kind of rambling there as I was looking at other stats. <laughs> um, the lowest scoring game here I have is Arizona San Fran game. Uh, I mean, we already talked about San Fran's quarterback qualms and you know, what they're doing there. I still see this being, uh, still see this being Bethard. Like I said, you got Drew Stanton coming in for Arizona. They're coming off a bye week. You know, signs point to them being able to easily win this game, but I wouldn't be surprised if it if it is a closer matchup and I could see it being more of like a 10 to 18 game. I, I don't know. It, it's going to be an interesting scoring game, but it, it's going to be – uh, it's going to be bad. I mean, the only reason San Fran got a touchdown late is because the Eagles were, like, giving away already one. Anyway, those are my – what do you got? All
0: right, so high-scoring game is going to be the Chiefs and the Cowboys. Um, you know, both offenses are good. Both defenses can definitely be scored on. I think the Chiefs' defense is slightly better than the Cowboys. Not hard to do. The Cowboys' defense is not very good. But, uh, you know, they can still still have a lot of yards passed up against them or or put up against them. So, I I think the Cowboys, even without Zeke, is going to be able to move the ball. That offense is just good. The offensive line is good, although not as good as last year. Uh, And Dax is playing at a ridiculously good good level right now. So, lowest scoring game for me is going to be the Raiders and the Dolphins. Um I, I mean, I, I think the Raiders win this game and and I think they you know, maybe you'll get like one of those receivers to have a nice game, like Crabtree maybe. Uh it's still hard for me to to trust Cooper. Um but the dolphins uh they just they don't even look like they know what they're doing right now. Um, I don't know how much Cutler coming back is going to help that. They were bad before that. So before his injury. So I'm not I'm not looking for a whole lot out of this Raiders Dolphins game. But, All right. Uh, go ahead here with your you with your sleepers
1: and then I will run through mine. All right. Um Quarterback sleeper here. I'm looking at uh, Jacoby Brissett. Um, Now, I know Indy is a horrific team to be looking at, but, I mean, they've got to have some sort of offense, and we saw what happened with, uh, like I was just talking about, Houston last week. So i really like Brissett to come through with another big week this week. Um, I I think he's just going to – find a way to get it done and get some points for, for fantasy Um, running back. I'm, I'm actually going to go with Amir Abdullah Um, probably because I own him in a handful of leagues and I'm just waiting for him to have a breakout game, but (laughs) uh, he just hasn't. Um, I mean, he's he's been, been, he's been bad. He's been very bad. He almost broke a hundred against Minnesota. Um, didn't, didn't make it work, but I, I just think against this green Bay team who we've already talked about as being so bad, you know, I think that maybe this is the week that, that he breaks out. Granted the game's in green Bay, but they're coming off a bye, So hopefully he'll be coming, coming into this game. Well, rested, um, and then receivers, um I, I'm I'm gonna dip back into the uh to the Paul Richardson well. I, I think that he's put up huge numbers the past two weeks. Um Baldwin Baldwin has been good, but I just think that this is a game again, like I said, with, mm-hmm. with uh Josh Norman shadowing Baldwin, I, I think this is a game for Richardson to just take in these targets and and turn them into something uh in in a big back and forth game. So, you can definitely see him getting in the end zone for the third straight week and getting uh getting into the double digit points. What do you got? All
0: right. Um so I kind of sort of I mean I kind of chuckled while I'm watching you type your sleepers in here before me, and you wrote down golf after I just went, eh, golf. But then I started looking at it, and I'm going, they are playing the Giants. Um, and I forgot that I read earlier that Janoris Jenkins is out yep. this week. Yeah. So, hello, Giants, crappy pass defense without Janoris Jenkins. uh, And Goff could actually, you know – Get a couple scores here, and you know he is he is kind of mobile, so you know maybe he gets some rushing yards. Uh, you know, I could I could see a top ten day out of him pretty easily for the quarterback uh, position. My sleeper running backs. I mean, it's so hard to pick sleeper running backs, man. Like you're just kind of hoping that one of these guys, you know, second string guys, just. Balls in the end zone. And, I mean, Devontae Booker, it's not a great matchup because Philly is really good against the run, probably more so because they can't defend the pass very well. But, yeah. I mean, Denver can't throw the ball, so they have to run. Or at least they have to rely on the running backs. And so why not? Devontae Booker um, is in kind of getting he's been getting worked more into this offense more and more the last couple of weeks so i i kind of like him is like a really deep sleeper here as far as receivers man um look i, I i'm all in on the Corey davis train here you know playing a, a baltimore defense that's really good against the pass but Corey davis just looks the part of an NFL receiver. And, uh, you know, he's ranked pretty low this week, so I kind of think that he's somebody that you can, you know, get sneaky with in DFS and and plug him
1: in. Yeah, I, I was leaning towards maybe looking at Davis there, but, I mean, that Baltimore defense against receivers, which is very – surprising cuz that used to be their major weak spot but they've mm-hmm. definitely shored that up so tough matchup and same thing with Richardson it's still a tough matchup overall against Washington but still still think he'll he'll manage to do well um so defense is what we're looking at here for streamers i was really did looking you, at going did you your, going to did you did you do your bust? Oh, I did not do my bust. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, You're skipping ahead. Skipping you ahead have, here. I'm the, the show.
0: Trying to get yeah, out of <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Uh I was looking at, at that clock instead of my timer. But um mm-hmm. all right. So quarterback bust. Um he's been on my list a lot this year. I'm I'm going with Matt Stafford. Um, like I said, I feel like this game could be a big game for the run. Um and, and Stafford is, I don't know, man, he, he's starting to, to almost form his own version of the Jay Cutler cigarette doofus looking picture. I I don't know why, but now I'm just kind of picturing Matt Stafford in that same light. (laughs) All right. Uh, yeah. So I I just don't think he's, he's going to manage, um, Mark Ingram is my running back bust here. Uh, I was looking at Fantasy Pros has both him and Kamara, you know, rated in, I believe, the top 10 this week. You know Uh, they've finished close to that the last three weeks. So keep in mind. The two of them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. And, And Drew Brees has been kind of subpar. Um, yes, he but has. I think I think this becomes more of a Breeze game uh, You know, Tampa's horrendous Against the pass So I, I like Breeze to just Step up here I like, uh, I like Kamara to have A better game uh, than, than Ingram So I just, you know, the fumbles Again, be, becoming a problem So I could see him one fumble away from Benched again Uh, And then my receiver bust, I am looking at Mr. A.J. Green, Um, mostly because of the matchup. I mean, Jacksonville is is awesome defensively against the the opposing receivers. You know, I just think Callis Campbell is going to get in and sack Andy Dalton Forty-six times on twelve dropbacks, um, <laughs> you know Miles Jack could get in there and get him get himself a couple of sacks. I mean Dalton's just going to have a tough, tough time in this game as it is, and you know Green gets shut down, you know pretty easily. I think you know LaFell has kind of emerged a little bit more over the past few weeks, and people aren't going to be keying in on him as much, but. I think that just only continues to hurt AJ Green's value.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to start the opposite way here because um, that's kind of how I'm filling in my stuff here last minute, unfortunately. So, <laughs> my wide receiver bust, I'm going with Nelson Aguilar. Um, I mean, the play in Denver, it's. It's such a tough matchup. I almost want to go with Wentz as my quarterback bust, but uh-huh. and, and, and I might, man. I might, and it sucks because I really don't want to start Matt Ryan because he's been so bad. But I think I have to start Wentz in the league where I own the two of them, It's my dynasty league. but
1: um, anyway, Aguilar, I don't know, I don't... Go through your picks, and then I'll I'll talk to you about that.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, Aguilar is my bust. Denver just shuts people down, dude. It's Their defense is so sick. Uh, If you watch Monday night, Denver should have been blown out in the first quarter and a half, like 28 to three. And their defense just kept coming up with big play after big play to keep them in it. And then eventually, like, it just, you know, the offense did nothing for Denver and there was just nothing they could do. Um... My running back bust, Marshawn Lynch again. I mean, I don't know why he's still ranked like near the top twenty uh, for running backs. This guy's done nothing. I mean, you're just praying for a touchdown. It's just not happening for him. I just, I don't know. I kind of wish he hadn't come back. He's been, he's been bad. Um, quarterbacks here for bust. I mean. I told you I was leaning, went. I kind of don't really love Matt Stafford
1: this week. Um, well, so you're I, jumping on my bandwagon, huh?
0: I mean, the passing yards are there, but, like, there's no running game. None. The guy just all, it's like, it's. We know what he's gonna do. He's gonna throw and throw and throw, and they're just settling for field goals, left and right. Yeah, you know, the touchdowns aren't there. Um, it's just not really. I'm not really feeling it. I mean, Green Bay's okay. Division games too are tough for him. I feel like it's just a like gut. I get for some like gut feeling. I get for some reason. I don't have the stats to back that up, but I always feel like he just doesn't come up big in these like division games. on on a regular basis. I know like somebody's gonna come out and be like, "What are you talking about?" Blah 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 blah. But like, I just feel like there's always like he just comes up short in these like big division games. Um, so that's what I got there for. uh, For for my bust. What were you gonna say about
1: Wentz over Ryan? I was gonna say I would not. I mean, this week is a tougher matchup going against Carolina. Their D has definitely stepped up, but I really do like Matt Ryan down the stretch here. Uh, I mean, look at the schedule, though. He's got New Orleans twice. He's got Tampa twice. Okay, so. Yeah, well, New, New England finally figured out that they're, how to play defense again? They really did. It only took them six weeks. So, well, they did in that game, but um,
0: that's probably partially because the offense for them is terrible. So, yeah, for but, Atlanta is this year. It, dude, he just looks lost. It's not working for him, man. I, I don't know.
1: I'm, I'm telling you, I still think that he's gonna. He's got two against. And they're they're all division games, Tampa and New Orleans. Now New Orleans is looking really good lately, but I mean, if you look back at the stats, I mean obviously last year he was awesome in, in those games, but even in uh fifteen and fourteen, I mean, he had pretty good games against those two teams. And I think they're they're gonna end up being, you know, kinda high scoring shutout ga- or shootout games. Um and I just I think he's going to be pretty helpful to fantasy man, uh, fantasy managers in the playoffs. I think mm. that that is like New Orleans, Tampa, New Orleans is his playoff schedule. So
0: yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he does, but I mean, still this this week, I don't know. I mean, they both have bad matchups. I think I'm just going to go with the guy yeah. who's been better. Um, this this week is, is it's hard. Yeah, so. Anyway, man, give. Uh, are you ready to give your your defense to stream here so we can close up shop?
1: Uh, well, I was, but then you put this note <laughs> down. I don't. I mean, yeah. I, okay, I'm looking at ESPN leagues, and they're only fifty eight percent owned. So
0: I'm still not.
1: Uh, it's not the lowest, but I mean, they're available. Um, I don't. All right, I well, don't. If our what's what's our cutoff here, then. Below fifty percent owned, below forty percent owned.
0: I'd say around forty is what I'm looking at here. It's got to be people that are available. Like you can't choose people that are like, because look, ESPN leagues. We know this. ESPN is like the biggest ones out there. People that play in ESPN, they play in these like public leagues, these little ten ten team leagues. Um, that's like their standard league. It's like a ten team, yeah, whatever league. And so ownership percentages are going to be lower in ESPN than. In like a year. Right. So
1: well yeah, In that case, then I'll I'll revert back to my lowest scoring game and I'm gonna go with San Fran. Um obviously they just got trounced by the Eagles. They got trounced by Dallas. Uh they got beat up pretty good by Washington. Um their best game of the season so far came at Arizona and it was uh interestingly enough, he, I said 18 to 10 was what I thought this week's final score was that game was 18 to 15. And I did not even know that until I just looked at it, but um, something's got to give here, man. I think their defense, they've got to pick it up and they've got a a, a new quarterback coming in. Um, You know, you've got an aging Fitzgerald who's still okay, but I think San Fran's defense is going to step up this week, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if they won.
0: That is a. Uh, I'd say it's a bold call, but like.
1: Yeah. Arizona oh, you wanted me good. to go, go low. Ari- so there you go. Yeah,
0: I mean, Arizona is not great. I'm going with uh, Cincinnati's 48%. So like, Arizona's. Cincinnati's just out of our range but you know who i think is not getting any love here and that's oakland like look they're not good their defense is not good yeah it's just like san fran but they're playing miami who can't move the ball at all i mean yeah. that destroyed and they got embarrassed by baltimore I'm like, what is happening in this game? Uh, so yeah, I mean, Oakland, you know, maybe they get a couple of interceptions. I don't think they get a lot of sacks, so that's hard to that's hard to rely on there for them. But you know, I, I think you're just hoping for a, a good color inter, interception game here, and uh, you know, especially first game without a Jai. Miami could be lost on offense here, and they're just going to be relying on Cutler to sling it around, which is everything you're hoping for as an Oakland Raider because <laughs> uh-huh. he's just going to make a bad decision. So that that's what I've got Absolutely. here. Um, I do have some Twitter questions, and I do not have them ready, so I'm kind of mad at myself for that. Um, I have a bunch of basketball ones if you want to do those.
1: Um, sure, why not? <laughs> I haven't really talked basketball yet, so we might as well.
0: Yeah, it's basketball season. Let's let's do it.
1: Um, let me let me find a
0: couple here while we're looking. So, um, actually, I've got a baseball one. Let's do that one too. Let's do a baseball and a basketball one. How about that? Um, so who would you rather own, Alex Len or Torian Prince? This guy's looking for, like, rest of the season, which, uh, let's be honest, one of those guys is probably sitting on your team the rest of the season. But right now, I'm going with Prince. Uh,
1: Prince or, or who? Or Len? Alex Len. Yeah, I I think I'm going to go Prince there, too. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Len, Len's minutes are – Decent, They're on the way up. They're not but enough yet. I mean he still doesn't even have a double digit points averaging. He's not averaging you know double digit rebounds. He's only got uh from what I can see one double double on the season. He's not helping you in assists and steals. And no, hell he's not even helping no, you in the, blocks. No, he's a point, so, he's a
0: points and rebounds guy only. Uh, yeah. So that's that's something you got to consider with that. Antonio Prince is going to be kind of an all over the r- type of guy, um, so that, that's that's why I'm picking that. Uh, the baseball question is lifetime dynasty. I'm sure that's what dynasty means. Would you trade? Cespedes, oh, lifetime dynasty, I meaning you can keep these players forever. There's no like contract involved. I think that's what that is. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, the yeah, Would yeah. you was, trade yeah. Yohannes Cespedes for Duvall, Robbie Ray, and Tyler Glasnow? I think yes.
1: Cespedes, Duvall, no, Glasnow, and who?
0: No, so it's Cespedes for
1: Duvall, yeah. Robbie Ray, and Glasnow. Uh, Yeah, the the three-player side.
0: Yeah, I I think so, too. Um, Obviously, it depends on who you have to give up, because I think you would have to drop people. But, I mean, Duvall has been good. Robbie Ray looks like he is going to be good, and Glasnow still is, we hope he's good. (laughs) Um, Yeah. still potential with him, but, you know, Cespedes is always injured, and... Yeah, he's awesome when he's in there, but he's just always injured. I, I'd, I'd be, I would love to get get that kind of return for Cespedes, and uh, yeah, we can we can we can answer a, a kicker question. I actually got asked pick, uh, a kicker.
1: Yes, question. please.
0: No, I, I won't. I won't make our our listeners suffer that one. I kind of <laughs> not gonna lie. It's
1: I'm gonna laughed. do it. Let's
0: do it. Oh my gosh! All right, Lutz or suck up. Rest of season. Oh, Lutz! Come on. Yeah. I mean, they're both decent. Hey, soccer's are good, dude. He can't miss within fifty. Um, I, I don't. I, they're both good, but yeah, it's I, I, I picked Lutz. It
1: doesn't really Lutz matter. is a I higher offensive bigger. power. I mean, at this. No, point. I mean, hey, point. Tennessee, Tennessee's solid, dude. I don't no, I know they play. are. We we talked about them a lot coming into the season. They just haven't shown it yet. So, we've no. still got half a season to figure it out, but.
0: Yeah. Murray's been banged I mean, up, so's been Mariota, so you know.
1: Yeah, they've been out with Davis or without Davis, so uh, yeah, I like lots
0: though. All right, well that's it for the show. Uh, you got any parting words?
1: Um. No, no, that's it. A... No, that'd
0: be a, that'd be a negative. If you thought about that one for a minute? No. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, good luck to everybody in Week Nine. Um, go out and run out and get Josh Gordon. Yes. Just kidding. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah, know what to do.
1: You with already someone. did. So or,
0: I did it one I dropped Jordan Matthews. Who cares? Oh yeah. You know, exactly. I, um, I don't know. But anyway. Good luck in week nine. See y'all here next week as we discuss week 10. See ya.